Welcome to the Docs Who Lift podcast, where we distill and simplify the complexities of a healthy lifestyle, exercise, medicine, and weight loss. We're excited to bring you a podcast that's a prescription for clinical practice, scientific recommendations, and just real life. This is the Docs Who Lift podcast. Yeah. Oh. Oh. <laughs> welcome, welcome back to the Docs Who Lift podcast. I am your host, Dr. Spencer Nadolski. Got my co-host here, Dr. Carl Nadolski Jr. Yep. And today we we thought we would um, discuss dietary evangelicals. Evangel- <laughs> evangelicals. Evangel- evangelicals. E- evangelism. Evangelism. Dietary evangelism. And the evangelists, yeah. etc. Evangelists. Evangelists. <laughs> So, okay. So here, here's the deal. You're on social media. You may not see this in the general world. You, you, you maybe your, your, your aunt Karen or whoever. Yeah. And, and yeah, mo- most of our, to, to be honest, if, you know, if you're one of our patients listening, my patients, especially most of them do not get sucked into these rabbit holes. I don't think, but you know, some of, some of us do, some of you do. And especially if you're on social media. Yeah. So what you see on social media it's really an interesting place because it's a place where all of the evangelicals, evangelists can aggregate in one single Facebook group on Twitter. They have their little hashtags and little factions on, on Instagram. You got the keto pages, the plant-based pages and whatever calorie and, you know, calorie counting macro pages, whatever it is. And if you ever even question their way of, of eating, just like religion, uh, they get extremely upset. And this, honestly, it doesn't really make sense because there are certain dietary principles that we've talked about often on this podcast. So for example, I'll post that, you know, I just posted a meme how, hey, hey this is me, try, it was, it's a, the meme of, it was like the, the bird watch or what, what, the bird box from Netflix. I never watched the movie. It just had great memes where the guy's behind the lady trying to open up her eyes. And I said, this is me trying to show people that all diets that work do so through reducing calorie intake. For weight loss specifically. For weight loss specifically. Yes. Not for, let's say, lipids or something like that. But for weight loss specifically. And what's so interesting is that you see, um, depending on where you are, Many people can get upset from this. Specifically, the, the keto people really get upset with this because a lot of times they feel like it's their hormonal changes from the diet, you know, specifically uh, insulin decreasing that's causing their their fat to come off their body. Um, they also talk about how their diet's more satiating than others, which you know may be true for some individuals, but doesn't seem to be true on on, on a population level. And people just get really upset. So. Another example is uh, if you say something like diets don't really work that well for obesity on a general level, the calorie and uh, macronutrient counters will get upset and basically say, are you kidding me? Calorie counting always works. Calorie counting, you just have to be in a calorie deficit. Right. Or, or just even, and you know, I would say if anybody's a lifestyle evangelical, we are. Yeah, but it seems like those to the even more extreme of lifestyle, even evangelism, they get upset about that too. 
And they say, what are you talking about? Of course they, they work, but you have to stick to them yeah. without, without acknowledging the nuance of, you know, the obesity pathophysiology that's driving the, uh, the work that's going against people. And so, you know, so, well, so what does evangelical even mean, first of all? Because, you know, I use that term. It's, it's one of my, my favorite terms. And people do have a, um, they associate that with, with religion because one of the definitions does have to do with the teaching of uh, the Christian religion specifically. So when people hear about it on the news, it often has to do with that. But the reason I think it has to do with that is because one of the other definitions is um, it means to be zealous in advocating something. And that's where it really, really fits in nicely with these, these diet wars that we see especially on social media, and unfortunately, even in the scientific, academic, medical world. I mean, th these are physicians oftentimes we see pushing the extremes. And I think <clears throat> in, our, in our world these days, it's different now, right? Everyone knows this. This is not a secret. Um, but, you know, yeah, religion, and we're not going to get into religion on this podcast for sure, but religion, politics, I mean, how extreme has have politics become more so than ever before, maybe because of social media? Yeah, I'd say. I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's probably. a different world now. And it but it's but it's not just those things that you hear so much about on the news and whatnot. It's nutrition, it's diet, it's even medicine, specifically yeah. health care that we get into. Yeah, you know, we'll be on Twitter and, and there are certain new drugs that come out and then the studies a little bit. Um, controversial, I guess is the, is the term because of the methodology of, of how it was put together and how it was run. And what you'll see are certain doctors on two sides start fighting about it and there become factions of, are you on this side or this side of that drug? And, you know, even with like the obesity drugs, so in our world, obesity drugs, you'll have some groups that will basically say diets don't work. You should just go on a medicine or just get surgery and then on the other hand, you get people that say, no, diets always work. Um, it's just a calorie deficit. Nobody needs surgery or, or medicines. And we, see, we, we, we sit there and laugh because it's like, well, of course, there are some. Like, look, on a population level, diets aren't that effective, I guess. Is, like, you could say right. diets for most people, the majority of people are not going to be effective at reducing your adiposity to a clinically meaningful level for a long period of time. Because we have significant genetics and obese and uh, pathophysiology that work against us, and everyone's different. But, but yes, there are some people but, that will be able to do it. There's a small yeah. there's a small portion of people that will be able to do it forever for their lifetime, and it's not yeah. common. But to say they just simply do not work is false. To say that they always work is false, and of course, of course, there's a gray middle. But like for some reason on the internet especially if you say keto, I, I always like picking on the keto because these guys, these guys are crazy. You, you say keto and they're going to say, I, I don't know anybody who has ever failed a ketogenic diet. If they're doing keto, they're going to keep their weight off. It's like, well, first of all, I have thousands and thousands of people that sign up for my medical online uh, program and they all say they did keto. And what, what are you going to do? You're going to say they're lying. They claim that they did it. They measure their ketones. They just, I don't know. They yeah. lost a little bit of weight. And and, and the studies obviously show that that's not true. Yeah. And and of course, then the 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 keto evangelicals 
will say, no, but that's because they didn't stick to it. Well, that's the whole point. That's the point. Any diet, we know that if we are able to adhere to improved dietary changes that create that energy deficit that we always talk about, then people would be able to lose weight. But it is that pathophysiology of obesity defending, you know, whatever we want to call it, the adiposity set point that works against people. I was just having this conversation with a person on, uh, on my virtual clinic morning this morning. And, and I, I was describing how it's hard. I know it's hard. She's been trying forever. She is someone who cannot stop herself from eating the high starchy carbs and she tries to go low carb and she can't help it. it and it somehow ends up there in her house. It overrides her executive function of her brain. Right. Because so the biology is that strong. So she just doesn't want it enough. That's what people will say. But that's they, what most people will say. Yeah. And that's not true. Because once we treat the physiology with a medicine or surgery or, you know, we'll do some more evaluation, then I'm very confident she's going to do very well. Right. And so anyway, the whole point of this podcast is like we 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 get in fights with these people and, and the, the problem is the which we shouldn't do because it drives us crazy. These evangelists, they're the ones that get all the likes because you, if you, I've studied marketing and this is how I understand how certain things do well and viral on social media and get likes and shares and whatever. The more extreme you go, the more likes it will get. And the reason is, is because first of all, people love the extreme. And if it's a little bit weird too, and a little bit novel, it'll do even better. And then the people that disagree with it, they'll come on and start commenting and it'll boost the algorithm for it. Mm-hmm. So if yeah. you make a comment such as that, keto, the only diet that works is a ketogenic diet because it's the only diet that uh, addresses your hormones. Boom, that thing would go viral. And the people, the calorie, you know, calorie bros would come in and start saying, this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. I would do it too, probably. And, <laughs> and, and no, then the I, keto I, evangelicals I, will defend it. Yes, to, and, and defend to, it. The, like the to people, the death almost. Yeah, the people that have actually lost weight and kept it off with keto will be like, this is the only thing that worked. I, I was eating 1,200 calories and then I went keto and then I lost the weight. Like That didn't actually happen, but you know, uh, you can. Yeah. But, it, but it maybe helped you do that. Like that's may, the thing. It, it did help you do it. You know, the other thing with this whole, <clears throat> you know, extremism that's happening in our society and on social media, politics and everything else, it's it's the tribalism, right? Yeah, so tribalism right. where people need to feel like they're on a team. Yeah. And that's why we have sports, I think, right? Yeah. You know, there's no reason that we are diehard Chicago Bears fans other than we just are. And we love the Bears and we sort of, you know our mood changes if they win or if they lose, but it's still just a sport and they're, they're out there, you know, we're paying, obviously they're professional athletes they are having fun, but you know, it's not like it's a big deal in the real world beyond the competition in sports, but that's our team. You know, we went to Michigan state, I bleed green and white, you know, we wrestled there. You played some football there. We love our Spartans, but you know, life is more important than, than sports you know, in reality, even though we, we love that stuff, but that's where tribalism is, is okay. You know, you, yeah. Cause you, it's uh, fun. It's supposed to be fun. That's your sport. That's, that's your team. But God, we, we got to get away from that for, you know, politics and everything else. And especially in healthcare, God, we, we shouldn't be on teams. Um, we, we just need to do what's right for people on an individual basis. And, and there's a lot of nuance and we should be able to have these scientific academic discussions 
amongst doctors and scientists, but also be able to personalize it for people and and not let people get completely sucked in and be on one of these teams. It, well, it's, it's, some, it's some of it comes down. To, I mean, you know, as much as it sounds, you know, like a conspiracy theory, some of it is comes down to money, you know, so like sure, if your uh, bottom dollar, if your, your livelihood depends on selling books that try to push the notion that ketogenic diet or fasting or whatever, or even plant, just plant-based diets are the best. And that's your, that's your livelihood. Uh, you're just going to keep you going on, on a, on a larger scale, you know, the, you know, we, we, we like big pharma drugs, uh, if they're good and effective, but like, you know, um, uh, there's probably something there with, uh, you know, obviously with big pharma in the, in yeah, the past, course. in yeah. the past, then also big insurance, Thing about oh, big insurance. Well, and that's then that's my big issue. I, I I think insurance is ruining our healthcare it's system. A, but it's a farce. I, the fact that like, so he, here's an example. I have um, patient. This is happening now. People uh, people lose the weight on these medicines. A GLP one. The FDA indication was you know 27 with comorbidities of a BMI or 30 BMI and above. No comorbidities. Okay, fine. Let's say I have a 35 BMI uh, patient who had pre-diabetes. Now they have a 24 BMI. Everything's gone. All of a sudden, some insurances are now refusing to pay for the medicines. Which is ridiculous and not how it's indicated and not labeled at all. By imagine. The way. That's, that's ridiculous. Imagine being on a blood pressure medicine and your blood pressure is 160 over 95, whatever. It's pretty high. And you go on, uh, you know, a few medicines, maybe, and it gets down to like 115 over 75. And then the insurance goes, oh, okay, that's interesting. Looks good now. I'm going to stop it. That's the equivalent. It makes zero sense. So, so not only do we have, anyway, this is going off on a little bit of a tangent. Here's a, here's a, here's a more extreme example. You have multi-vessel coronary artery disease that's symptomatic and you end up getting a four vessel coronary artery bypass craft and you're doing great living well no pain and the insurance company says hey all right you fixed your uh, angina let's uh, let's uh, put those vessels back in your leg and give you back your old coronaries that are blocked yeah well or just not give you <laughs> or give you medicines to prevent them from 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 uh atherosclerosing back up you know well, well, uh, yeah i mean that, yeah that's a real life yeah, exactly. Yeah. So anyway, <clears throat> evangelism can be dietary, which is the topic of this that drives us insane. But then it yeah. goes, there are there are vested interests all over the place that you kind of have to question why they're so extreme. Yeah. I'm trying to think, are we, we're pretty but, extreme about lifting weights, but then in the end, even for my debate. Yeah. Our debate when I was like, I was like, come on, do some lifting weights. And but then at the end, we're like, I don't really care. If you want to do aerobic training, go ahead, just do it. Yeah, do whatever you're gonna do, please. Some sort of combination of anything we can get you to do, exercises, medicine. It's good for you, and we'll work on it and personalize it. So the bottom line up front, really, for people listening, is if it sounds like it's an extreme sort of evangelical concept, you probably should have a very healthy uh, amount of skepticism. And and go uh, you know towards some education on the more nuance. But let's let's talk about some examples of these dietary evangelicals that we deal with. Some of whom are very you know good at what they do. 
um, you know, from the keto sort of team to the vegans to, uh, you know, the fasting issues. But let's let's talk about some of them. I think one of our favorite guys is this Twitter guy who, who really comes across as very abrasive. He's a physician who lost a lot of weight uh, doing keto diet, right? Uh, it's your, your boy, your favorite guy in the world named Dr. Tro. I don't even know his real name, but he, it's he's Tro very Cal- abrasive. I don't know how to say his last name, but anyway, Tro. Um, he, he, he is someone who, you know, felt like uh, himself that the healthcare industry was maybe failing him. He's a physician and he went keto and he lost a lot of weight and he's maintaining it. Right. Yeah. But then he, but then he attacks people online. He attacks other physicians and he attacks our healthcare academic science uh, expertise and, and whatever else to say, nope, everyone's wrong. The whole world's wrong. Everyone has to do keto. And if you aren't, and then he starts using expletives, which you know, we're fans of expletives, but geez, not, not directed towards people. And, and especially in a professional, not that Twitter is a professional forum, but he literally throws F-bombs at other physicians and says they're, you know, idiots for following the science. So that's one, that's a, that's a true evangelical. And yet he sometimes says things that are not wrong and within yeah, the realm of science, that's that's the stuff. that's the true sign of a good sh- smart charlatan. They they'll throw in they'll mix in some truths with a with some other, so they'll seem kind of reasonable, and then all of a mm-hmm. sudden they'll be extreme on some other things, and it's like, huh, well, wait, Whoa. they say some good stuff here, and it's true, yeah. they, they will and say. Really, some yeah, yeah, you wouldn't stuff. even you know if you didn't know better, you wouldn't even say that. You would just it would just all sound reasonable to you, right? Right, because so, yeah, so much so of it is reasonable. But. Telltale signs. If something just seems that seems a little extreme, just your little spidey sense should go up and go like, okay, uh, you know, I don't know if this guy or gal is is right or wrong, but this seems a little bit extreme. I'm yeah. trying to think. Of, so, well, one that? one of the posts he made the other day that got us sucked into a thing, and and I made a little, you know, I kind of got involved. I don't get involved in, in the social media stuff as much as you do, and and I did because it just it just kind of drove me crazy. But you know, he just made a blanket statement that said saturated fats are healthy because he is so far to the extreme of this keto zealotry that they think if you are keto that nothing else matters if yeah. you if you don't have any carbs any sugar and by the way they include fruit which yeah. is an extreme we all know that fruit and vegetables and beans legumes have fruit. some of these people say fruits poison right so he's one of those people and so then he goes to the other extreme and says saturated fats are are healthy and then when i point out that that is not a true like and it's it's an inappropriate statement to to sort of trick people because it has no nuance then then he goes oh well what about this this uh nice review from the journal of american college of cardiology which don't get me wrong it was a very nice review about going over the nuances of saturated fatty acids that review specifically has been uh well yeah highly but but i think it's not a bad review actually if if you read into it because it does it it at least opens up the nuances. It talks about saturated fatty acids from cheese and how it's different than other saturated fatty acids. Uh, there, there are a lot of different types of saturated fatty acids and the foods that they come in. Yeah. But to just blanket statement that saturated fatty acids are healthy, which if anything, they are, some of them are not unhealthy per se. Right. Less, some of less them harmful. Are, just yeah, say less Some harmful. of them are potentially harmful. And then we know that all the studies show if you replace saturated fatty acids 
you know, sources of saturated fatty acids with uh, sources of monounsaturated or, or uh, it would be the equivalent. It would be the equivalent of crazy. me saying carbs are healthy, right? Which again, we people have to have some nuance, and there are definitely people who do that. And there so are. then, so then the other side of the extreme, the other evangelicals are the sort of the low fat or the mm-hmm. the vegetarian vegan evangelicals who who almost say that kind of thing who say you have oh, to say you have to say plant-based because otherwise well, they're going to yell at you and say vegan's not a diet it's a lifestyle that has to do with ethics they yeah, always yell at me and i'm well, always that's, like whatever that's, a, that's an evangelical sort of doesn't uh, matter honestly but. so yeah so but but here's my argument is that the people who claim plant-based is truly like avoiding all animal products or whatever i would argue strongly with that i think we all need to eat more whole foods and have a more of a plant-based diet, probably in general, more vegetables, more beans, more legumes, more fruit, and just like the keto people, lower in refined, processed, you know, starches, carbs, etc. But on an individual basis, there are different types of, you know, especially whole food starches that are probably pretty reasonable for different people, depending on what your issues are and who you are. Athletes versus people with type two diabetes, but. But the people who are plant-based think that should mean that you're not eating any animal products. But then we get into the, the nuances of vegetarianism, lacto-vegetarianism, oh, veg- you know, the, the pesco-vegetarianism or pescatarian, you know, having some fish, having some dairy, having some eggs. You know, there's all these different little nuances. But ultimately, it comes back to there are certainly some dietary patterns that have been shown to be beneficial there are individual nuances and preferences. And I always say my favorite term is, is that these things don't have to be mutually exclusive. We have people who we need to cut out their, especially their, their sugary beverage intake. You know, we're kind of shills for diet beverages. I think that the data strongly support drinking diet artificially or non-nutritively sweetened beverages over sugary beverages. Absolutely. But that doesn't mean we, you know, we, we, you know, I don't know. Oh, think about fasting. You know, I would talk about fasting Fred. You got (laughs) keto, keto Carl, keto Ken, whoever, keto Karen. And then you got fasting Fred. I talked about vegan, vegan Vincent and detox Debbie, but people wanted, people wanted me to switch vegan Vincent to plant-based Pete, whatever, Pete, plant-based Paula. Um, but you know, fasting is the same kind of thing. You have to, you have to fast to have an improved lifestyle. And, and, and again, what is, what are the principles of fasting? So, you know, energy deficit, once you do that, then you start getting all these metabolic benefits from the reduced adiposity and reduced <coughs> energy intake. Maybe there's some benefit beyond that, but doesn't seem, uh, right. like not, much. not in, not in a, not in a really big clinical relevant sense. There was doesn't just another, another systematic review just came yeah. out recently looking at, you know, the different types of fasting and, and ultimately still came back to, well, if it helps create an energy deficit, that's a good thing, but it's not necessarily any better per se than other types of dietary patterns that create an energy deficit, but we can always combine it with one of those things. We can be more plant-based. We can be a little bit more low carb. We can cut fat. We can do some fasting. Um, you know, we can use meal replacement shakes. That probably has some of the, the best evidence to support the benefits for, um, you know, treating obesity and type 2 diabetes for sure. Um, but then on the other hand, I think there was also a, a, a trial 
that came out. Um, I think it was it was in Diabetes Care just the other day, and it it looked at uh, using different types of fasting, you know, like intermittent fasting, et cetera, for um, for diabetes remission. I think it was over in Asia where they did it. <clears throat> but they compared it to just ad libitum energy intake, mm-hmm. you know, so so the fasting diet created an energy deficit without using meal replacement shakes like a lot of the other studies done by uh, Roy Taylor, et cetera, in, in the, the UK, where they used meal replacement protein shakes and vegetables to create an extraordinary energy deficit and put people into remission. This was using, you know, intensive intermittent fasting uh, plans to, to create that energy deficit. And they did a good job of, of losing weight and going into uh, remission from their type 2 diabetes too. Yeah. Um, so, so there are all these different ways to do it. And, and they don't have to be used in silos. They don't have to be against each other. Why are, no. these, why are these all different teams? Because it's we a can, team. Why, they, let's be, they like their teams. You know what we should do? We should be an all-star team. Nobody likes no, the, they don't, the no, Pro Bowl they don't has like gone that. down the tubes lately, <laughs> and no, then they don't even have it. Pro it's going to be it's going to be a flag uh, game this year. Did you know it, that? Yeah, nobody nobody cares about nobody cares about the Pro Bowl. I always cared about the Pro Bowl. Nah, I love the Pro Bowl. Yeah, that's why that's why we don't that's why I don't get as much play on social media. Not a I need to be more of an evangelical. Yeah, maybe I'm going to maybe I'm going to start that the All Star Diet. Yeah, All right. nobody nobody will follow. <laughs> We're, we're going to do, we're going to be a ketogenic, plant-based, low-fat, intermittent fasting, so meal replacement eat. shake diet, and... <laughs> so you're going to eat, let's see, well, you're going to eat a... You're going to have some a, protein a, shakes, but a all... Block of, a block of t- tofu. But all in a meta... No, no tofu. For lunch? Just more vegetables. No more... Well, how are you going to get your protein in? From the protein no, shakes? No, because... because because it's plant, I'm telling you, plant based doesn't have to be vegetarian. So it's going to be plant based, but I'm going to throw a shtickle of uh, fish in there, and we're so going to do protein. Uh, no, and we're going to do protein shakes because we're going to do meal so replacement you're gonna, shakes. You're going to you're going to put a fish. We're only going to eat for four hours a day. You're going to put a fish in a blender with a protein shake and some <laughs> broccoli, and and only for four hours a day. You only get that one meal a day, but you get to snack on nuts. So it's Mediterranean because that has the best evidence for cardiovascular yeah, and cardiometabolic cali- data. The, 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 calorie, the calorie bros will say that no, won't work because cal- nuts are so energy dense and they yeah, I know, but, but, you, but you only get you only get 12 of each type of nut. And it's only for four hours a day. So <laughs> only for four hours a day. And that's it. And that's uh, that's our new diet. That's my all-star diet. Um, and uh, my book's going to make uh, billions of dollars. Yeah, well, I think you're the only one that would be able to eat that. <laughs> Horrible tasting. <laughs> Does anybody? Did we talk about how you ate a raw piece of corn once and thought it was? Uh, <laughs> it, for for in my defense, it was sweet corn. And sw- as we look, as we found out later, there are people who eat raw sweet corn. I, I don't know anybody so that does that. But in the, in, Indiana, it, so we we my <laughs> my mom claimed that uh, my my mom and dad had differing opinions on how much how long you should cook boil corn, and uh, Jen and I got this corn from God knows where is Virginia And by the corn. way, this is years later, 30 years after our parents were divorced, but we, we always forced them to get together. Vir- but Virginia, Virginia corn, I don't know what it was. I don't know. I wouldn't it was, it was it. real sweet corn. It, no, but the, but the, but the corn that we had, cause we boiled it for like 30 minutes and it still wasn't done. It's like, what nah, is this stuff? No, this is right. back at, this is back in, <laughs> back when we tried it. And I was like, oh, how okay. long does it take? So then we, we got together. I don't know where it was, but I, uh, Rachel, my brother's wife, brought Indiana sweet corn, which is the best corn I've ever tasted in my life. 
and we did a taste test for Casey. We had one that was I think wrong. It was, at, we didn't, it was at mom's condo, wasn't we it? We didn't, yeah, I don't know. We didn't tell, we didn't tell uh, my brother <laughs> what, which one was raw. He didn't even know one was raw. We did one for five minutes and one for 10 minutes. And he took a bite of all of them, including the raw corn, raw. <laughs> and he thought they all tasted good. And we're like, okay, we can't, we can't even take his opinion. He thought the raw corn was good. Anyway, that's a tangent, but basically my brother could eat, he could eat frozen, frozen vegetables and, uh, and, and salmon every single night for the rest of his life while I'm gaining adiposity from my tacos and shawarma every single day. Yeah, but I, I yeah, well, anyways, you know, that, that actually, it's, it's a good point talking about what different people can get away with. We're, we're getting a little away from the topic, but you know, speaking of these evangelicals, you know, Tro, one, another thing I saw him post and I'm not even going to respond. He said, well, here's, here's an example of a patient who finally lost 35 pounds and put his diabetes into remission by going ketogenic and uh, all because he watched YouTube. And, and after he had five doctors and our, our, he's, he said, and this is, this is how our healthcare system is where people have to watch YouTube videos to unfuck themselves. And I was like, yeah. So, so do you really want me to use my example of myself? I remain pretty lean. I, I am fortunate to have really good genetics. I grew up eating pretty darn well, exercising a lot, and I continue to do so. I have pretty good metabolic flexibility and I stay very lean. I eat, as you know, you like to make fun of me. I often binge on nuts and chocolate every night. So should I be telling everyone, hey, I can stay lean and ripped and I get to eat peanut M&Ms and, and nuts every night? Yeah, but some people do that. The, 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 the macro, uh, the, the fit, fit your macros. Well, I, get, I, get, I know. Well, okay, whatever. You know my they point. Will, they will but, but that's But that's everyone's different. Everyone has different genetics and pathophysiology of their – or physiology of their adiposity. Yeah, guess what happened? Guess, I can guess, get away with it. I'm sorry. But guess, but not everyone can. And some people have to do a low-fat diet. So, his, you know, the, using those antidotes, it's so unhelpful It is the stupidest thing. And, it's, and that if, isn't evangelical. If, so let's go. Let's just go by by YouTube videos then, because oh yeah, my yeah. patient came in, bought a three hundred dollar detox program from a YouTube video she saw from a chiropractor on on, oh, um, on YouTube. Okay, so yeah, go ahead use use YouTube. I'm glad the person found something that that's they great. thought was yeah, that's awesome. I mean, but shit, this, we have a podcast we're trying to yeah. teach people. So I hope but some people learn something from this too. It is a stupid. I mean, you have to be so, it's so illogical. The logic just fails in every little avenue. We have patients that come in, you, you have patients uh, coming in for uh, having hyperthyroidism for taking mm -hmm. thyroid supplements that they saw some YouTuber oh, or some social media yeah, it's thing. Really too bad. We have pa yeah. patients, you know, watching uh, crazy posts on, on CGMs that are afraid to exercise uh, because they're a little blip in their, in their blood sugar because they did some high intensity yeah. exercise and, and it is all sorts of YouTube things that are good and bad. So it's like, look, yeah, be careful about what you see just, on, on the internet. Even, you know, I know we're a podcast and so you, you know, you probably should have a little bit of skepticism with us too, just in, in general. You got to yeah, have some skepticism with everyone. If it sounds a little bit off, then, you know, you know, take double, check, the, double, double check, double check, yeah. Double Look check into, your you sources. Know, figure out who you, who to trust and, and whatnot. So, yeah. All right. Well, I don't know. We went on some rants today. Uh, we just, we, we were just talking about these dietary evangelicals and we, uh, uh, wanted to just chat about it. Hopefully you learned something. Just if anything, be skeptical. We talk about this every time, but yeah, skepticism. If it's extreme, 
and it seems like it's almost too good to be true or, or doesn't at all, uh, you know, sort of correspond to what mainstream science is, is telling you. Not that, you know, the basic recommendations out there are always exactly right for you as an individual, but if it seems absolutely against mainstream scientific reasonable recommendations, take it with a grain of salt, you know, talk to, talk to a, an expert you trust. Cool. Here's our outro. This podcast is for entertainment and education and information purposes only. Remember, the physicians on this podcast are not your physician. It should not be considered professional or personalized medical advice. It should not be used to replace speaking with your physician or medical professional to discuss your specific health concerns. The topics discussed should not be used solely to diagnose or treat any condition. As a result, we are not responsible for any unwanted medical outcomes. The views and opinions discussed are of those of the host only and do not represent those of any other entities. 